0: I do want to talk about something, Jamie. What? Sidekicks.
1: <laughs>
0: you are no sidekick.
1: I am totally the sidekick. I'm you're like Robin. You are not the sidekick.
0: You are not. Yep. Nope. Bad girl? Nope. And I don't want to dress She like was kind girl. of a sidekick too.
1: I know, because I like it that way.
0: Nope.
1: I'm Boyd and you're Harry? <laughs> <laughs>
0: anything I would, like i said keep saying <laughs> i'm just here to press record so
1: no, oh, and i once i start talking with teachers like kim heron i just get sucked into that education oh my gosh i'm so passionate about it i'm so yes, excited to and talk you to love you love to
0: learn and there's that and you just get that spark in your eye and you you keep asking more and more, and I know you hate it because I have to cut you off. Otherwise, we'd still be recording talking to Kim. Well, I know, <laughs> and I
1: have to learn to to rope that in. But when you're talking to someone who is, she she's she's the sweetest thing. She loves to talk about her kids. She loves to talk about her passion, and then she starts crying, and she then she it's the sweetest thing though.
0: Total passion from her. That's all. It- because
1: she wasn't yes, a good so student. Nope. I mean, she wasn't one of the top of the class. Um, and uh, you, you know, after she said
0: that, I got to thinking, hmm, how many great teachers we've talked to now have said they weren't good students in school?
1: No, th- I mean, that's exactly what Sam O'Neill said.
0: Yes. Teacher of the year, by the way. And not a good student Huh? Really?
1: Yeah. It's not like she was top of the class. Yep. Well, I'm not saying she she was she she did school.
0: But I mean it's just a pattern here. I notice it's kind of ironic. Yeah. So
1: And and the beauty in that is that they see the potential. They see the potential in your kids. In yeah. our kids. And they see the where they where they can go.
0: Yeah. They just People that just see things differently and how you can learn differently.
1: She doesn't want to learn one way. Yeah. No. Because next time you're going to hear back from her, we're going to look forward back in, it, fast forward to January, and we're going to talk to some of the teachers that she's working with, where they've come, when, where they're going. Yes. With their How things process.
0: have gone. I'll be honest, and I've, I've heard it from multiple people, it's not going to be easy. But to do great things, sometimes you have to put yourself out there.
1: Well, like she's feeling now, it's uncomfortable.
0: Yep. I have no doubt, though, McPherson's in a better place having Kim here and there.
1: No. They they are leaps and bounds. But she also values um, self-care, and that's very important when you're diving into projects that you like she didn't come to podstock this year and she loves podstock yep. but one of the re- deciding factors was she needed to take care of herself
0: yep she, she had to do that
1: self-care time she needed to travel yes. and she actually just needed to spend some time at her home, and her she husband said. to
0: travel that's just very cool listen listening to her travel stories sometimes should follow her on um, um, what's that fancy thing all the kids use nowadays uh twitter twitter no not twitter instagram instagram yeah insta or whatever i don't even know if they call that that anymore. the insta stories who knows yes <coughs> anyway speaking of diving guess when kim heron shows up that not many other people in the world probably will in my life
1: she showed up diving
0: close she's her signature is in my dive log book so Aww. that's something that'll be there forever yep that's special just one of the many adventures
1: well they're only beginning
0: so here's some more hang out listen to our conversation again 19 of Adventure Cast. I am Obi-Wan Glenobi, and as always, it's my pleasure to be the sidekick of...
1: No, he's not the sidekick, but I'm Calamity <laughs> Jamie H.
0: I And it. Yes, and we are very happy today. We've been talking for a while, even before I hit record, to our good friend, Kim Heron, who is in studio. That's awesome.
2: Yes. It oh my is. gosh, she's so much fun. It's great to be here. It's always a hoot to be able to talk to you guys, and Reminisce and look forward to things. <laughs> Old and memories, new memories.
1: Other okay. guests.
0: I've got to start stepping it up. Oh,
1: Starbucks chai is, latte, my
2: favorite.
0: A little gift from Kim this morning. You gotta so share the love.
2: You know? <laughs> Plus you can't walk in late if you don't have something good to oh no. get. She and she's got a barista as a daughter I'm like this is a oh, crazy, life. Life. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> crazy life. Yeah. Crazy
0: life. Speaking of life, Kim, um, uh, for the for our two listeners out there and maybe you don't know who you are, well, can you give us a brief little history of Kim Heron?
2: Ooh, wow. Where do you start with that? Uh, what do I'm, people I'm really want to know? <laughs> where did you grow up and what was did, your yeah. early education like?
0: It, yeah, maybe that's better. Oh, Educational background um, and why education? why did you go into education?
2: Wow. Um, I grew up in Norton, Kansas and Northwest Kansas. Um, and then after graduation, I went to college at Colby Community College. Um, growing up, I was active in FFA and... Um, different activities there. I worked for a vet from the time I was 13 who had a lot of influence on me. Um, A lot of what I do and believe and stuff come from his two questions that he always asked me when we went into any situation, which was always first, what's your safety route out because we work work large animals and second how would you do this because you're not going to be able to do it the same way I do so he had a huge impact um, as well as my ag teacher always did too just let me go in and try and do things believe it or not I was a very much introverted person um, until about my junior senior year and I think FFA and my boss and my ag teacher kind of changed that but I know anybody who knows me now would go you were an introvert, um, but I was. Um, but I have broke that shell. <laughs> Rip that baby off. Baby, right off. Baby off and, yep, so we've kind of went a whole other route. So Kind of like when you teach a kid to talk, and then you go, oh, I wish I didn't oh, teach him no. so well. <laughs> <laughs> Same kind of thing. I uh, want them to be independent, but not, not that independent. Yes, yes, So But yeah, but learn a lot of independence from my parents and things from there, just different um, experiences growing up, trials and errors, and... Things like that. So, yeah, I did learn a lot of independence through my so um, why childhood. So education from ag? Um, yeah, because I was going to be a vet. Um, um Well, okay, you know, it really didn't hit education because um, I actually started in pre-vet in Colby. Um, and then I did nursing and I worked at a vet clinic actually all the way until I moved to Inman. Um, and I did daycare and I worked as a CNA and got to deliver babies at the hospital and all sorts of different things. Um, yeah, I've kind of traveled a different path. Um, it's kind of the journey life takes you on. Um, I started having my kids and with the family and worked as a vet tech and then kind of hit that point where you know, you're paying. More for daycare than you are to go to work. So yes. <laughs> so which I love that job. I loved everything about it. Um, but then I stayed home and ran a daycare. Um, and I had by then I'd had all three of my kids and my youngest had a lot of um, health issues and such. So that allowed me to be home and help, you know, raise all of them as well as um, help with his needs um, and it wasn't really until he was in first grade that um, that's when I went back to school and I was like 2005 or something like that and um, decided on education, how it came about. I don't know. It's just kind of happened. <laughs> um, that, that's the <laughs> thing people ask me. That's one of the interview question I always get is why education? What made you decide? And I'm going to probably just say my kids as well as my go for really wanting to individualize and meet kids' needs and letting them think differently. Um, I had a good school, don't get me wrong. Um, I never thought badly about school, but was I the good student? No. I mean, I can tell you, I sat in the back corner of the class. I can tell you what happened outside of the window of the classroom. Um, if it was a hands-on activity and we did an experiment, I could tell you those. That's probably where the ag classes were my, my, like my senior year, I think I spent all but two hours in ag class. Um, but even in grade school, my two memories are of the hands-on activities. The rest of it, I could tell you where the fort I built in the tree line in the playground. I could tell, you know, those things, those are the memories I had. Um, And then what stuck with me. and, And then when my kids entered and as I ran the daycare, I did a lot of, I became a better reader. Reading wasn't ever my specialty, but you know, you read to your kids and wow, I kind of like reading now, Um, you know, just things like that and watching my kids. I did a lot of activities with the daycare. Um, I didn't really think about it then, but as I got into education, I realized like it was kind of a preschool daycare, you know, the things, the different things and hands-on, but it it was just something I did with them. Um, And then um, as I I was looking for a job, I needed something. It was my kids were all in school. It was just time for a change and I was looking and Education kind of came the way, um, and there was a para position open at the Colby School District, and so I applied to that, and then at the same time, that's when I went back to school um, to get my degree. Um, that was a crazy time. I worked three part-time jobs, full-time as a para, and took 21 college hours. Um, and you are a mama. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> I wouldn't recommend that route quite so much for anybody. My but children learned to do <laughs> it. You're yes. like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs>
1: Never runs <laughs> so, out of energies
2: like <laughs> it was one of those things, but you do what you have to do. Uh, you know, I could have like hard hit it like I did, or if I would have done it long term, but uh, family and finances and all that things to prolong it was just as hard as that would have, and so that got me to that next goal and could move us the family forward, yeah. yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> do you want to make that live in that hard? for five years or do you want to, let's go in. So I got my four year degree in two um, and two it years. Did that. So, but I was able to do it online, which was awesome through Fort Hayes. I'd love, I, I can't say enough. I really loved my experience of, online at Fort Hayes, both for my bachelor's and my master's. Um, so that just led me, it was just, I don't know, my kids in a natural and it hit. Um, and I loved being a para. I think the great part about that as I went was I got to go into so many classes. I got to go from kindergarten through eighth grade and be in classes. And I got a lot of the um, tougher behavior kids uh, as well as just the variety, but getting to go into all the classes and seeing all the teachers in action, what a great experience. I really, it's something I encourage any teacher, you know, if we could be that, because you see, I got to see the things I went, "Mm, no, not so much on what I think is right. Or, you know, wasn't for me, but then I got to see the teachers in action that just, they were my mentors um, and still are my mentors, um, many of them, because uh, they, I could go, oh, that's awesome. You know, I could, I could watch that in action. So, um, yeah, and then I just fell in love with it. So somebody coming from not really liking school and I never, ever, ever, ever dreamed I'd be a teacher, <laughs> like, ever. Like, it just wasn't. In my mind, I don't know, I shouldn't say this because like, teachers are great in there, but growing up, it, it We always had respect. We were always taught respect, but I just never. I, you know, I thought I always thought of the good students as the teachers. You know,
1: (laughs) but that was me. My cousin also here that teaches at Nickerson, and she was not a good student. And I and I honestly feel she is one of the best teachers because. School was not easy for her. Right.
2: She had to learn differently. Right. Um, she had to figure things, think differently. Right. And I think, yeah, very much. And that was me. It didn't come easy. Um, and I've, I had to learn to study. I had to learn to do different things. And I, I do think that's a, a impact of it. And why I really, especially kids, it, it's just not the right in line thing. Because, But I even want to challenge the ones that it comes easy. I want to challenge them outside because then they learn the skill. It's a different skill when you don't. You got to learn what you don't know. And if you kind of always have what you know and it's easy, you don't really learn that skill of how to do it. And we want them to learn that now while they're in school, while they have family and teachers and everybody right around them. Um, But yeah, I do think that makes a difference. Which is
1: why you're perfect for a redesigned school district, because you push those that are struggling and you know how to push those that are
2: naturally just good. Mm -hmm. So well, I hope so. So, so I'm, I'm excited. It's exciting about always the unknown, the new, the change things. Um, that's uh, my experience is I was kind of thinking as I guess coming in of of what that I think my best year of teaching still was my first year of teaching. And most people will say that will be your worst year. You know, when you're in school, they're all saying, expect it to be your worst year, but it really wasn't. It was, I, I still I had a lot of great years, but I think that was my best. And I think it's because And where was that at? That was in Goodland. My first year was in Goodland. Um, And I love that. Like I said, I've had, I just have been blessed. I've worked at great districts all through my career. Um, And I think it was because when you're not in the system and I said, like, I didn't know better, you know, (laughs) so I, I just visioned what I wanted and I just did it. And I, and, and I've tried to really keep that in mind. And as I've done workshops over the years, um, one of the big things I hear teachers, well, we can't, it's not in our schedule. It won't be in our schedule. I'm like, we make our schedule. And sometimes we get so set into, oh, this is what's been there, that we don't think we do as teachers, we make that schedule. And the I don't know of an admin out there that wouldn't allow you, if you've got together as teachers and you've worked it around and you make it, we're going to hear we want to do this. I haven't met one yet that would say no. And that's exactly what they've done in the redesign at McPherson. And that it's, it's all teacher led. Um, They have researched, done their research. They've talked to the community. They've put that in, but they totally have wiped out. You know, that schedule, that routine, and they just looked at everything brand new. Okay, what do we need to do? And we change it. Um, Is it a learning process? Yes. Is everything set perfectly? No. And should it be? No, because the changes are going for the students are going to need to be met that what needs to happen and as we put things in the place that we really feel are what's best and are going to be great we might find good things and we might find things that need to change and if we stick with just oh we got to stay with this we're not going to meet their needs and that is what I'm loving about the mindset of redesign I'm thrilled that that is why I got into education Um, If I want to go to a fine-tuned answer, um, when my first grader came home thinking it was a bad kid um, just because he learned differently, I'm like, "Mm, something's different, you know? Um, And there's just this passion in it um, that I want. I've I've really wanted to know that project-based and the school I'm at is really focusing on individualized and project-based learning, and that's been my passion areas um, and how I've done it, and I've really, that's been part of my drive. Okay, I've always been kind of a person. If you tell me it can't be done, I'm probably going to, Try to prove you wrong? No, I know if you know me. Not you, <laughs> not
1: me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I, uh, so, and I don't do that um, out of just to prove wrong. It has to have a purpose. It has to have a reasoning of why, and drive, and my, down to my true value, down to my there. And if that's there, then I'm gonna I'm gonna work hard to do that. And I, that's been a lot of my drive in my classroom is. For the kids, like I said, my first year was the best because I did this because this is what was right for kids. This is what's there. Um, and if we keep doing that and we drive to do that, and I've shown before project base became really big, you know, it started spreading and all this redesign. These pieces of redesign has been my dream, my passion for school. And now it's happening. And so it's like so exciting to think at a state level in there and let's redesign it and let's do this. And it's finally coming true. (laughs) You know, not just in one classroom or two or three, you know, because there's great teachers doing this that have been doing it. At a district level. So what are your driving values? Ooh. Ooh. Um. Driving values towards education, driving <laughs> well, all kinds together. Driving that, values personally
1: really guide where they you do. go
2: professionally. Yeah, you're, you're right. They do. Um, they're ones I, I hit and I put them up on my mirror um, and I put them up um, in my classroom or in my office too. Um, the five and I, I heard them at um, when our associate pastor came in. It was kind of his first in, in, in leadership. He was going okay, kind of leadership, and it really stuck. Um, integrity. Um, That's always, always there. Um, Humility. It's okay to be proud of what you do and to do things well, but not boast. Um, But also humility in when I mess up, I need to be able to admit it. Um, I think I learned that my senior year. Um, Like I said, my ag instructor had lots of, and there was an incident and I never apologize for it. Oh, oh, and it still haunts me. <laughs> and so I went back and actually he's my uncle now. And um, I did about, wow, <laughs> you know, so it, it, it's a way. yeah. So, but, um, about three years ago at a family reunion, I did go back and I finally apologized. And he was like, what? You know, but that bothered me. It still bothers me. And, but, and that was an important lesson though, that being sure, even when you mess up, that you admit it, you apologize, you say, you fix, you, you, but you acknowledge it. And I think that's so super huge. Personally, but as well as um, in education with the kids and with the students, because they're going to mess up. They're going to. I mean, that's life. We're all human, whether it's in learning or in their personal reactions. But how to go back and especially when it's personal to go back and and say, you know what? I was wrong then um, or I'm sorry, you know, um, and then work from there. Um, Tell you're up there. Yes. Kids, kids are going to mess up. Adults are going to mess so, up. So, I mean, how did <laughs> yes.
0: How? Oh, I was going somewhere with this.
2: <coughs> I'm sorry, how, I interrupted how, you. That's okay.
0: How important is that, kids? You're gonna mess up. It's important. Let's deal with it. It'll be okay, and maybe show them.
2: It's huge, um, huge, huge. Um, I think there's so much pressure, so much pressure, especially. Even more now, I love social media and I hate social media. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's a, I think everybody can say that anymore there. Um, but there's such a pressure out there to be perfect, to have this. You know, if things are posted, it's the good stuff normally, or it's a total complaint, you know. And oh, we need to, yeah, you know, I see plenty we, of those. Too. Yeah, yeah. We don't want it one way or the other. It's okay to post that good stuff that's happening. You want to celebrate. Um, but also, we got to be real. And I think that puts, kids have always had that pressure, but I think it's even more intense now. And we have to make sure that we're working with them personally and we're calling on them right when it happens. Like when I'm in the classroom and I see a student say something inappropriately, there's little signals and rapport that I've built up, um, that I'll give them to let them not call them on it. Um, but not call them on it in a degrading, you know, there. let's talk about it. Let's Let's address this now in the moment, but it's going to And that's whether it's messing up in their learning or messing up socially and, and with their people um, and their friends and non-friends and people who enact them um, there. I always say we have to, res- you don't have to like everybody, but we need to respect each other. Um, and, but how to do that. Um, truthfully, it's even as adults, I don't know that we were really taught that well. I don't and Maybe that's just my generation. Or maybe that was just me. Um, I think we were taught the value of it, but how to do it. Um, and watching, seeing parents do it, seeing people do it. Um, I just had a post the other day that was, um, your actions always show and mean more than your words. And I think that's true. We've got to really show in our actions and that's right in that moment there. Um, because that comes down to the learning, to the living, to every part for kids and adults. Um, I don't know as adults that we always show that well either. And we need to make sure that we're doing that. Um, Cause it's okay. Cause we all are going to mess up. We're going to do it. We do it. Where do kids get most of their actions from us? Right. <laughs> you know, no, so if we're not happy with what they're doing <laughs> on social media, well, what are we doing? You know, those, those kind of things, we've got to make sure we're doing it through our actions. So you're saying model first, model first. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's important. And you and I were talking
1: when we weren't on air about, you can, you can see things Um, through facial expressions but you can also hear um, in your voice. Very much so. So when you're dealing with the students although your face may be going that's okay (laughs) it's really not okay. It's really not okay.
2: Yeah. And and I really don't use a that's okay Um, because is it okay? No the action wasn't. Is it um, this is a learning time you know so yes but you want to put I don't I don't my, my own kids wouldn't say, I, I yelled at them, I'm human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm human. My, my kids will tell me, you know, I've done well with all of my students, with so my kids. You <laughs> um, patience for those uh, that you don't lose. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, yeah, the ones we love and that love us, you know, we can just totally yeah. whew, <laughs> let it all go. Sometimes we, and they're the people we don't want to the most, but we do. Yeah. Um, that's human. Um, but I, I truly, you know, should we yell and raise our voices and and that at students, unless it's an immediate danger, no. Um, But having that sincere conversation with them, um, they'll see it through my facial expressions, they see it through that. Um, That's when I'm in my new role um, as coach, a big thing in in my training, things that I'm trying to get better at is also reading. We naturally read each other's, we'll read more in each other's physical, um, facial, emotional, verbiage language than we will in what is said um but we don't realize we do it so that's something i'm trying i'm becoming more aware of um one and how i do that but also um and and how others so i can read to listen um and listen to listen not listen to respond and that's something i think is important with the kids in these situations too is as we're having them to listen to listen to them so they feel that but then have that conversation with that helps them lead them to figuring out the strategies and how to resolve things. So your your role is
1: going to coach them through redesign?
2: Yes. So my my new job role is totally exciting. Um and totally well not totally okay. There are some baselines that we know we have a goal, we have a vision, but what it looks like is unknown. Um, and that's exciting and terrifying at the same time um, because It is, and I think that's what kind of holds up redesign or change. I mean, in education and parents, we've been talking about it forever. You know, we want this to change, but to do it is hard, and change is hard for people. Um, But to be able to coach them through, um, and it's not, when I'm coaching, it's not me telling them how to do it or what to do. It's listening to them, letting them talk through it, letting them come up with their ideas, and then just really asking questions back with them in building their confidence, building rapport and being a resource for them, but letting them reflect on, on what to grow those strategies. Um, and that's true. I feel like I've done that with students. I've adults are a new area for me, I guess <laughs> yes. it's different. Yes. It is different between you know adults and students. Um, so I am more confident with students, but I'm loving becoming that um, with the adults and the staff that I'm working with right now, and, and that I have worked with. Um, my experiences in my past schools, I've had great mentors, and that's something I've really asked myself. Why do I? Why do I draw to these people? Why am I drawn to Jamie? Why am I drawn to Glenn? Why am I drawn to Mrs. Vaughn? Why? Why these people, when I think of that made me feel good, what did they do? And it's the stuff they did, you know, it was through those, just the listening, the reaffirming things for me, those things. And I got to make sure I'm doing that for others. Um, And like I said, that's, that was my baseline in the students. And when you're doing that, then you're able to redesign your classroom you're able to redesign your curriculum to individualize it you're able to redesign a whole district and that's what's exciting what they're doing they're not they're listening to the kids they're listening to the community and they're letting them lead it and designing it and the teachers are willing so my goal is my job role will really be a lot of support And resources, and just keeping us on that and growing.
0: And where's that at? Let's give the school a little love. Oh, there we go.
2: (laughs) Yes, we got to give the school a lot of love. Yeah, (laughs) this is at McPherson, um, USD 418 in McPherson, Kansas. And so I will be at Eisenhower Elementary to start with, Um, and then their middle school is doing redesign as well. And the rest of their district is also in the process. um, These are the two that it's it's a whole district process, but these are the two that are. Kind of jumped in first, and the others are in the stage where this, these schools were last year. And so it's happening across the district. The goal is there for the district. Um, there's that buy in. Um, they're just, but they're, I love how they're also being very um, strategic in making sure their research is that they haven't just jumped in and said, okay, let's just do this. And they're, they've been very purposeful in everything we do and every decision we make. We go back to the key things that are our visions and our values and goals and are we meeting those? How does this meet that? Um, and it's scary. It's scary for parents, scary for that. Some are like, yay, you know, if anything, they're ready. And then some are like, oh, I'm not sure I want that. We want change, but we're not sure. Oh, change is scary, you know, so but but that's you, okay. How do you get them to get their feet wet? Um, The biggest thing, and, and I'm learning there, you know, but I think it's the same as with kids. I, I really... Okay, I don't know if I should say this on I air or not, but the, really my observation, I've taught sixth grade for 10 years now. I was fifth grade before that, so 12-year-olds. Really, when you observe people, and I say this with love and all true, this is not offensive to anybody, but we're all really 12 inside. I mean, really, if you watch them. Oh, that's true. We really are 12 inside. We really are. Um, We have just learned when to let that emotion do that. Most have learned when to let that (laughs) spread. Not all. Uh, I may be one of those not halls. uh, So I'm saying that in severe. I'm not pointing fingers um, from there. Um, We've just learned when to do, you know, be... Instinct and just do it and when not to or when to say that and when not to. Um, and some better than others. But inside we're all really 12. Um, so I've spent this last 10, 12 years teaching 10 to 12 year olds. Um, and that need is the same. And I think the need in getting your feet wet first is you got to build real rapport, comfort, and um safety. Um, that that's if we don't have rapport and we don't have trust, so my my number one fear and hope that I do right um, as I go into this, and I hope that I've done it in the past, um, is just to build people's confidence in themselves um, and build people's safety uh, with me, but just especially in themselves, because in the lives we do that, um, we can go back to kind of childhood. I was an introvert, but I think so much of it was insecurity. And as I gained confidence, I had people who believed me, that opened it up. Um and and coming from Northwest Kansas, I like I never dreamed that I've done half the things I've done. Um I never dream I'm a director at space camp and I'm taking kids to NASA. That's you know, I just going on wild adventures yes. With, yes. with people. I'd I, I would have never dreamed that but, oh, I dreamed of space camp. Like I was probably first grade and third I think around third grade when the space monkeys started going up. I don't know. I just remember movies. I just I love space and stars. I would have never dreamed I got to, I dreamed of going to space camp, but that wouldn't have been a reality ever. So I get to do that, that I've done workshops and presented with people that I've worked with great people that I've come to ESDAC and that I've, you know, the, the things I've done in my opportunity in my role as positions, taking students, flying in airplanes and launching rockets at different places, just all the things, but it came from. People believing but opening up and having a belief in myself and not being afraid of look that adventure of what, what's what could be and just doing it. Um it's it's scary to do that, but to have that confidence when, when you it might just be one person that's given you that go for it, that confidence that you've got this. Um, you know, that's even stepping in this new role. A lot of the teachers I've worked with have given me a lot of um good uh, <laughs> yep this will be where you hear the little quiver of, of appreciation in my voice um but who are your because, people um
1: they're, the, a lot they're people. Your
2: rocks so they're my rocks um i have a lot of rocks and that's what's been fun um i told you when i came in, i was a little teary but thinking of all the rocks <laughs> you know um that's, uh, there's people everywhere um honestly you guys have been because uh, i've known you jamie oh my gosh for, since i started so, here well and that's kind of when i got into education yes and so i, I was i was in going western, going western kansas cow. you know and yes. and i came here and you and pam and the people here that i've, I've seen and their faces and just that confidence um of going, Hey, you've got this, um, you know, Kevin I just cause he worked with me and Colby. And so I knew him and he was a link, you know, um, my teachers back in, in, in Goodland and in Colby, uh, my mentors, as I was doing my teaching, my student teaching and my para, um, they're still just people I, I rely on and I go back to, um, and my staff at Inman has been that way. So I have a lot of rocks, but sometimes you don't, something I'm, <laughs> um, Appreciating those rocks. Sometimes you forget to appreciate them and you don't realize they're your rocks till you leave a place. Then you're
1: like, wow.
2: <laughs> so, but they're still to there. all my Indian yeah, people, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> And there, but yeah, they are still there, and that's what's awesome and fun because I'm still talking with them. It just, I'm still an inman. I'm still an inman. You know, still like your
1: universe expanded,
2: right? It's expanded, really. and isn't that great? And that's what we need to do for students. Um, I'm just, you know, I've been one piece, and that's part of my um, goal in growing in this profession and going into this job role. Is um, I got into it, and I, was, I have my classroom of students each year where I impact that classroom of students and that's awesome and I have it and I'm hoping that I impacted them in some way that they feel more confident in themselves. Academics a grade, all that mm, that's just topping you know <laughs> a little side piece the biggest thing we have to do with our students is creating their confidence and growth in themselves and letting them see that for them that they know they can do whatever it is they want to do when they go on and they have the confidence and the resources to do those habits of success or whatever you want to call them, the term of the decade, <laughs> you know what it is now. We want to make sure they have this, but it all comes through that rapport and having somebody behind them um, to encourage them. And we've got to do that, so, uh, yeah.
0: Now, when we talk about redesign, and we just came off Podstock. Yes. Not long ago, and I noticed there, and I know
2: you have been to almost yes. all of them. I know I've missed two. I missed this. this one and then. Yes, but like you had, a lot, you had a lot going I, on. I did. I can't believe. Okay, yeah, I'm no. saying this even in there, recording that I hit. I, I love my summer. I love my link, but I actually just ran out of my my battery <laughs> just with it. How do you I fill it? So How I you just. have to, to fill it. it. And that was where I hate And then I was home. I'm like, I want to be there. But I also knew I needed, and that's something we have to understand and learn is our self-care, too. Um, I, I think I've been home maybe maybe 11 days this summer. I started out, I was only going to be gone 12, and then job world changed, and life changed, and my kids want me to move them to Oregon and to all these different places. and So I just was at home, and I finally, on that 68-hour drive to and from Oregon, I finally hit. Oh my gosh.
0: 68, well, 68 hours. That don't quite make sense.
2: So it was a long ways to and from, because I had to go to Kansas City, and then I had to go all the way to the Grants Pass, and then drive back by myself. I had a lot of think time, a lot of reflection time. Um, but yeah, but it was good. Um, but I did miss Podstock, and I missed the people, because that exactly, and you know, that's, there's some of my rocks. Those are people I have met, from the very first one, um, I've only met, like I said, I've only missed two. Those are the people that no matter what, and and on my social media, I really use it more um, professionally. But those are my people that I I only meet them once a year, or once every couple of years. But I know them, and we support each other so much. And and a lot of them there are the ones they're the, they're the risk takers. They're the ones that are out there leading the way and doing. These unknown jobs, these positions that haven't been made or whatever, we're either making them up or we're being thrown into them. Somebody has this idea, hey, will you do it? And we're like, sure, why not? Yeah. And, and we do and it because it's best, it, for kids. it's best for kids and it hits our values and it has that love. But we're we're a support system for each other, and that's huge. Um, and I think it's huge that we grow that support, like you said, outside of our locals too, because we got to be global. I know people from we around the world. We have to push outside our own comfort zones yes. to really grow, and that's right. professionally too. Right. And that's where you were at going okay. Right. It's time to grow. Right. If you're if you're comfortable, you're not learning. That's that's my motto for the year. <laughs> and I am really <laughs> uncomfortable this year. <laughs> but in a great way. Is, I say yeah, that with good. great I say yeah. that with greatness. Um that was part of, you know, when I'm am I ready to take this? Do I want I let I let go of a great position. I really did. I was in a great place. Um, but it was time. Um, and for me to really be able to and I was kind of leading to this of be able to now just instead of sixth graders at one year. Okay. well, now I'm going to be working with teachers K through five and I'm going to be in their classrooms K through five and billing and rapport with those kids and that staff. Well, now, okay, that's a whole school. And as that grows to the district and and the hope for this um, would be that this position kind of grows into a district position. So now, okay, now we're impacting. Look at how many. I think there's 700 and some kids in high school at Mm So okay, at some point, you know, we'll hit all those. And as that grows each year. That's impact and growing. But then also for us, we got to go global. Um, I think that's, I was going to kind of backtrack a little bit of not only my social media, and I've met a lot of teachers globally that keep me growing and done a lot of global projects that make you think, so you don't know what's out there. You don't know what you don't know. And so it allows You're you. You're thinking beyond Inman, beyond McPherson, right, beyond, beyond Goodland, right. beyond, beyond And I think a lot of that passion for me that comes from that is because I did grow up in a small town and I, we didn't travel and we didn't there that to be able to expand to there that like, what's out there, you know, we don't know. And I, I can't even tell my own kids when I like, what do we want to do? I'm like, There's, we can't really expect kids to go know what they want to do when they graduate high school to go to college. Cause there, I didn't know there was such thing as a vet tech and I worked in the vet field from the time I was 13, but that was a job that. That's what I ended up doing first with my vet tech degree. There's so many jobs, roles, and things out there. You don't know what's out there until you get out there. And you got to be able, willing to explore to talk to people or to, to expand that. And we have to instill that that safety net, that support for people when they do. Um, I guess that's kind of when my son asked me, hey, will you move me to Oregon? And I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> to Oregon? He goes, He's 22 and single. There's not really a reason to he wants to go explore and see life yep. in Oregon I couldn't tell him no I'm like yeah I'm a little jealous you know yeah. but I'm so proud of him because he took that initiative to do it how many of us talk about and this is education personally whatever oh I wish I, I you know what, what would it be like to live there I. I wish I could do that you know I wish there Homers, wherever you go, it's really, you know, we're all humans everywhere on the planet, you know, so take that leap, whether it's professionally, personally, or whatever, but to have that courage, it does take courage. Courage isn't being brave when you know, it's going into that unknown and doing it anyway. Can you teach courage? I think you can teach, I think through a beer, I don't know that you can teach per se courage. I think... Through building that support system, that rapport, that self confidence, you you do, I guess, maybe teach in a roundabout way, you know, to say just <laughs> courage outright. But yeah, I think so because it's not it's it's those habits of success, it's those habits, those internal things that that rapport, that confidence, that that skill of you're taking a risk, um, and with risk, it might turn out great and it might not. The skills it would take to, um, if it goes well, great, you keep going. But if not, what are you going to do? Um, and how to problem solve, work that risk. When you take a risk and it doesn't go how you thought it was. Because 99% of the time, it's not going to go how you thought it was going to. But it doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. Because um, you might have just opened up a whole lot of doors. I'd say 99% of the time, you open up a whole lot of doors you didn't know were there. And you pick one. And you go from there. Um, so like I was talking about all the different jobs that I've done since, you know, there, it's a journey. I didn't, uh, education just happened because it was, and it happened at the right time and it happened when it was supposed to. And I fell in love with it because it, I was willing to take a journey. You know, I was willing to take a risk at different places. And I think people do that. We just got to encourage them to do that. And we can't set in, you got to be this, you got to, go, you know, <laughs> we got to, Open up those kind of things for kids so they're willing to have that courage to take the risk.
0: So on on the redesign part, because I think we hear that and we think the future and we think technology and all that. But back to Podstock, Diane Smokorowski did a session on gamification and it was board games, not computer games. Yep. So when we talk about redesign, how much... I mean, old school kind of, are you, do you see working back in and I'm not talking about the sit and get. Right. I'm talking about like
2: the hands on, the, the hands on, the
0: Lincoln yeah. logs and Tinker Toys yes. and stuff like that. Yes. All that fun stuff. The not just, stuff. Not just sitting kids Where's in front of a computer. Set.
2: Right. Yes. Oh, there's record sets out now. And that's <laughs> my, both two out of three of my kids. Like they went out searching, found record sets, and they have them in their house. And they're going out and buying <laughs> their albums. And it's awesome. And my daughter's bought an orange chair and a green couch to go with her record set. And I just love it. <laughs> um, I think in redesign, you find that that's there. And, um, I don't know you you have there's always been pendulums in education you know there and that's something I've been aware of and I I've really tried to think through um, as I plan and things, I think it's important to have balances of both. Um, and that's key. We can't go all one way. We can't go all the other ways. Otherwise, we're just going to be swinging back and forth, back and forth. And that's something um, I've learned some. I was, uh, I've was, i always been a strong, let's get some technology, go forward. And, and that was through the time when things were actually even before... The iPads and all, and then the Macs came out. I was doing things on an old PC trying to figure out how to do it. Might take me 10 hours versus two minutes, but you know, how to do it. Um And that gives us advantages and gives us abilities that we may not have Um, when it comes to photos or drawing and art. It's not my strength, but oh, I can look like I'm pretty creative with some things. But But you you always have resources, don't you? You find your resources, but it also goes back to those hands-on things. Um, A great example is um, you know you do the race car. A lot of people do the race car events. You know, whether it was on technology, one built on you know, an app, something, or on the worksheet, whatever, sit and get. Kids could tell me what an axle was. They could always do that. They could do it on the app. They could make a car with a wheel and axle and everything that works. Ask them to build a wheel or a car that really works. Every year I did this project, all but normally one kid in the class would glue or solid solidify their wheels somehow to the body <laughs> of their car <laughs> every year and like only ever one it. would have a true wheel and axle but they could all tell me they could all tell me what it is they could all tell me how it works they could all show me on their app but when it comes to true application you know there's always you know there's there's that's why there's prototype one prototype two prototype three when people in industries make things um so you have to have that balance of both and you're seeing that in both. Um, some things are bringing brought back in, you know, your board games and things like that. Um, your hands on your link Logs. to me, that's stuff that should have already been there. Um, we shouldn't have ever leaped one way or the other. Um, I don't think in my classroom I did. And I think that was a, a key part of it. Um, I always in and call it PBL, call it there's a new term all the time, you know, of whatever. To me, it's just engaged, true learning of you have to have technology and future that is the kid that's part of our world. That That's is, for us. We can't even it's silly kind of that we're still talking that way, you know, because kids today, they've even adults. The teachers coming in, the new teachers that I just did training with yesterday. Um, this has been their world. You know, some of the little stuff that we talk about, they're like yeah, that's they've never known anything different, mm-hmm. you know. For me, our generation, we had to learn and learn when to put things in. Um, even for the like my kids' generation, it was kind of weird because they went through this technology rush, boom, I'm calling it. So as we were integrating technology into the classroom, we were trying to figure out, and they were being thrown at it and trying to figure out, but we were um, more consumers versus creators. And I uh, there's some parts that I don't think they got the – what the really cool stuff that the technology could you mm-hmm. know some of them did i'm not gonna say that but what that power it get, could give them but we got to do that hands-on stuff too so as redesign happens it's that's the exciting part they're bringing it's bringing the pieces together um, but also bringing it for each individual student what those differences are maybe gamification is your area of interest okay well let's use that and let's grow with that and let's See, show what you got, but you can't just show me how cool the game is. You got to show me the learning and the application, and where's the ha- the life application to that? Um, where are those pieces? What Did I, I think answer is your question. Yeah, I think.
1: <laughs> okay. that is so exciting about McPherson is you've got a, a lot of industry and a lot of community. Um, to be able to draw in and to bring, I mean, John's Manfield right right into Pfizer. the classroom. We
2: do Pfizer. Yeah, um, I mean, there's so many factories and large businesses there, and it is phenomenal their support of the school yeah. system. They are phenomenal, and that is a big area of focus. And we communicated a lot with them and we're going to keep allowing the kids to you know have that true connection and and it may not it's it's not necessarily like it used to be okay let's bring a whole class field trip well let's have the class may not really be into that so let's individualize it which ones that it does it align to and as they're aligning their um, education their path and their career they're going to be working together with those um, industries and those people and, and having that and they get a feel for that. Is this where I want or how can it be applied and oh, a, a different avenue that they hadn't thought about. So it's really a team effort and that's exciting about redesign and, and even the whole Kansas is let's bring that, the, that future to them here. So they know um, they're learning what they don't know now. So because they can choose. You paths. knew ag. Well, mm-hmm. I also knew ag coming from
1: my dad mm-hmm. was like, a- Co op manager and right. he hauled for fine fuels. And he's, I mean, I knew the co op world. So being exposed to more than right here is going to change their lives, going to build their future. But you want to build McPherson too. You right. want to be able to keep your community and
2: maintain that. Yes. And those connections that that will create. Uh, you know, a lot of times kids are already, I can't wait to get out of this town. But wow, if we build those connections. I love this town. You know, but it's only many yes. of them come back. That's been fun, too, is a lot of the new teachers have come in. Many of them are um, McPhersonites. <laughs> you know, they're coming back home. And we tend to do that. You know, we come back home. Uh, and that's a good thing. We want that. You know, and then, then you know, okay, we have still. And is that okay? I always encourage you, go out and fly. Go go experience. Find your place. Maybe it's, uh, they find it someplace else. Maybe they come back. Um, and, we, and we want all of that. Um, yes. We, we want all of that. But then they need to do them. Yes, do them exactly and and that but like you said too i love that it's not that we just expose the kids to just the ones that are interesting we expose them to things that they they're not they don't know um because we don't know what we don't know back to that i don't know that's a driving thing in mine is i think that's just if i don't put anything else to kids it's that go out and explore what you don't know don't don't be stifled into this box so this is all you know um Go out there and explore. And just because people tell you, you know, people tell you you can't, and there's not, there is a way. People can't tell you, you can't go to college because of some score. I promise you, they will take your money. Um, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> give me your social security. I am They're living good. proof they will take your money no matter what your ACT score was. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, you know, go out and do it. My husband and I love traveling. And we're just, you know, now we're into, we just, we call it overlanding. It's kind of a community thing, but just traveling and going out there and what oh, I've never dreamed, you know, I joke. I'm not sure if I'm really joking when I tell them, I said, we could just quit our jobs and become vagabonds and just travel and make money along the way and see the world and keep exploring. And, and then to be able to do that and to teach on you know, teach and connect with students as I'm going to all these places. You know, wouldn't that be cool? Uh, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm joking, but not, you know, I'm like, mm, cause that's really. I'm teaching kids online in China every morning and every night and it's virtual. Why can't we do that? You know, why not create somewhere we're going? And so there's all these unknowns, but don't. You were one of the most curious people I've ever met in my whole life. We have to be curious. That's what I want to pass on. Be curious. But don't just be curious and stop. But don't be naive, though, too. Right. Yeah, don't. be Be Right. Be aware. Be true. Like, yeah, Exactly. You have your values, be be real. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Don't be but okay. be curious. Be curious to go explore, because there's so much this world has to offer. It's just an awesome world we live in and awesome people and awesome cultures, and we're all just human. Um, and I think some of that would just, I don't know. It's just it's so it's not just learning about others and it's learning to relate with others, but it's also so much self-growth. Um, the more you learn how to interact in different places and different people it opens your eyes and that's easy. You know, and I grew up in a small mainly Caucasian community I went to. Yeah, there there is small, you know, Christian communities. I love it. Uh, there's my values, there's my there, but I love people and I love cultures and I love learning about every, you know, all these differences and I I wish. I'm not i not even gonna say wish anymore cuz I am working on. see that's the term and difference. That's what I'm hoping to teach people, teach kids is don't just wish, okay? What are you going to do to work on? What are you going to do to make that happen um, and, and move forward with that? Um, so instead of just wishing, make those wishes, dream them, dream it, dream big, dream wherever. I'll go to Mars if anybody wants to pay my way. Um, but hey, that's becoming more doable. It is. 2034 is the date that they have that we will be sending people to. I'm sure there'll be, you know, procrastinations because it happens, but it will happen. Yes. Um, but, you know, how it's wish it dream it wish it but then don't stop there start asking yourself okay well what do i need one why do i want to do this what's it why is this important to me it's important to me okay so what's it going to take to get there what's my first step there's obstacles in everything everything we do all the time there's obstacles what can you do to overcome it what what can you do to keep going um we were talking before about my brace and my ankle. Well, you know, I was going to say, I,
1: I didn't want to bring it up. But so you so not so only face it, learning was not this, uh, school was hard. Right, right. But you you also were born with, mm-hmm. I, I do not want to call it a disability. So, you
2: know, and I don't like to call it it, and that's a big I thing I have. I, I do not like labeling. To... I don't like labeling kids. I don't like labeling in whether it's anything. No. I really, I hate labeling. Um, um, it, I was born club-footed, and that's how I say it. I was born club-footed. That's a fact. Um, it's just a state in it how it was um and i was able to live you know there's pain in it um and arthritis you know from a young age but i still did sport i did tennis it's i did things stopped you from doing anything it's an can. obstacle yeah and it won't and i like when i went to my first doctor here a couple years about it um and i told him my daughter and i want to backpack the appalachian trail and his first words well you'll never make it mm-hmm. well, no okay. my, yeah. my words back him i will, I will yes. i'm i i won't do it without pain true uh you know and and we did 65 miles of it last year um in five days and was there pain yep but did I do it yes you just have to find a different way you have Mm -hmm. to find you know I have a brace and some days I need one brace some days I need another some days I can go without there's obstacles um but go over you know overcome them that's something I learned growing up um and just through life experiences, uh, my but you dad has MS. It, right. like, yeah. And that's, I think I learned that from my dad. His stubbornness, all get out. Uh, I might've got my stubbornness from him, um, but yeah, he has MS and I watched him, you know, go from walking when I was in junior high to not walking through high school to, to where he's at. And, and it's, it's hard and it's a struggle, but he still, even though he can, you know, he needs help to get out of bed and and does it and can only be out of bed for a while. He still does it and people still take him places and he'll still do it. And and it doesn't matter how much it hurts and how much it's there, he's he's gonna get out and do it. Mm-hmm. And I watched that and I also learned from there of we, we did camping and different things of that taught us we all were apart. One, we we're a farming, you know, we're farm kids. So it takes everybody, we're all doing stuff, but don't wait for someone else to be able to do it for you you know as I worked as I had this we all had to have our roles if we wanted to go camping by George's kids we were helping pack the camper and load the trailers and haul hauling the trailers you know and yes. anyone become married and then my youngest has um, was born with um, heart issues and had three open heart surgeries and um, has muscular dystrophy. And so he has his challenges and, and we all have our challenges. That's what I've learned. It doesn't matter um, what it is. We all have our challenges, whether they're physical, whether they're mental, whether they're just environmental, we all have challenges. Um, How do we help each other? Um, And there's a lot of talk of trauma and everything. We all have trauma of some sort. We all do. There's different levels. How do we help how do we really reach those? Um, and how do we keep that because in our obstacles, how do we overcome them? No matter what that and that's part of my planning and coaching. Um that will be a big role is really all I'm gonna be talking through, they'll lay out their obstacles, okay. What can you do? First, I always offer, and this is I do this for students, what is it that you can do? What what part, what what strategies do you have? What do you think? What do you think we should try? back to what my boss first boss always told me oh, how are you going to do this because it's not going to be the same for you that mm-hmm. it is for me and then let them and okay what can I do to help you um if they're just stuck then you can brainstorm ideas together and again what can I do to help you but 90% of helping is just that support of I believe in you um but yes. then what they can do <laughs> And that, that was the biggest thing in, in, growing up of having, like I said, having a couple of key people that when I was told by others that I, I would never do it, you, you know, everything, there's a lot of things I wanted to try. And I was told, you'll never, you'll never get it. You know, you'll never, you'll never do it. You'll never graduate college. You'll, you'll never do this. You'll never do that. And then when to have people say, you got this, I, I believe in you that, that counts.
1: There has never been a doubt in my mind. You set your mind to something; and it is, it
2: is going to happen. Well, I mean, it started then when you. I was told no, then and I did all those things. Um, I did. I was first to graduate college in my family. Uh, I made twirler. I made dance team. I made if I did tennis. You know, just things that I was. Those are little. They're not little things because then it was important, and that's what we mm. got to remember at whatever stage people are at, what they're going through is important, um, and big to them. But that was. I was told, mm-hmm, and I was like, "Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> I'll find a different way." <laughs> <laughs> I've been told the same thing. My husband's
2: like, "If I tell you not to, you're gonna find a way to do it." I'm like, "Yep, yep. <laughs> sure And that's the Yeah, could. and again, is it back to what counts? You know, just having people believe you, but also believe belief in yourself. Because there might be situations when there's nobody around you to say, "I believe in you," and and you need to have that.
1: Well, um. you have to be able okay. to critical think because you're not always going to have. Things around you. Right. I mean, you've been stuck with Glenn with a flat tire, and you have to figure out a way to fix it. <laughs> the best worst trip
2: ever. Worst <laughs> was trip with Glenn. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> we we'll have to say that for next time. <laughs> yes, right? we so, will. Yeah. That so. is,
2: some of that probably shouldn't be aired. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll
0: talk about. It. <laughs> no, I was, so. Yeah, it was, we're bordering on an hour here. Oh wow. So yeah, we're gonna definitely the gonna hurt ha-
2: part of me. Definitely gonna talk. have
0: to have you back. We'll connect some time, and definitely we're gonna have to come out to McPherson.
2: Yes, definitely do please. Destination I Adventure. Yes. I, I know In lots of things going there. Um, I'm thinking probably, you know, after January, they're, they're going to open up for visitors. And so, but give the teachers a chance to dig in and yes nice. it's gonna be a transition it will for be everybody and that's uh, that's the part so I'm so exciting. proud so excited that's the part I am so excited about to watch I mean we have been so excited and then so overwhelmed to tears in what we are trying to do there's so much to it it is overwhelming we all everybody's like oh, overwhelmed. it's but we're like just bring it down to this thing but, but we, know gonna we know it's going to be great know it's for that the, students. the students yes they will but we know it's for the students and it's exciting and they're passionate and they're ready and
0: Someone wants to follow you on this journey. How can they?
2: Yes, I am on Facebook at Heron5. I'm on Twitter at Heron5. Um... Instagram I don't use as much um, that's my personal I mean if you want to follow my traveling adventures BK <laughs> Explorations is my she, husband and I which is always going so somewhere. that's my husband and I were traveling and there's a lot of that because I, I will pull those back to education too I mean I went to the Great Salt Plains if you haven't been in Oklahoma it's awesome if you have students and can read the book Holes or watch the movie and then take your kids there and then you, it's a great salt flax but you can go out there and dig for crystals so it just reminded me of Holes and like I did this whole video thing and It was such a teacher geek moment for me because my husband's it's just me and him, but I'm teacher geek and questions that were coming to my mind I'm videoing it just like okay like if students were on the other end so even though it's, it's that you can follow us there too um, maybe someday I'll start doing some of those just for a teacher realm but
0: <laughs> yeah. well can we appreciate you coming in you actually came in office that was pretty cool
2: so yeah that was great to have me thank so, you like
0: I said we'll talk to you again um, again thanks for joining us here on the show you can find us on iTunes or on Jamie's favorite
1: iHeartRadio just like Bobby Bones <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> until next time